helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today's show is about codependent spouses. We're going to be looking at codependency, what it means, the effect it has on relationship, and what you can do if you find yourself in a relationship in which there is codependency. With me in studio today is Melissa Wagot, my co-host. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks so much, Michael. It's great to join you again in studio. And before we go into the rest of the show, Melissa, why don't you take the honors today? It's usually on me to do, but why don't you take the honors of telling the listeners a little bit about ELIM and what we do? I'm just going to test you right off the bat. Oh, gosh. The skill testing questions start right off the top. So for those of you who are just joining us, first, we'd like to welcome you to our weekly radio program called the Life Transformation Radio Show. We're on each week on Mondays at 9.30. And this radio show is part of Elam Counseling Ministries as a whole. So Elam Counseling Services is a professional counseling organization located here in Ottawa. We provide a wide range of counseling services for relationships and mental health issues. And if you want to have more information about the types of services we provide, you can always check out our website at elamcounselingministries.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or we encourage you to give us a call at 613-699-1677. One thing that sets this counseling service apart is the fact that we do have our trained psychotherapists who are grounded in a biblical perspective. They're all believers, and we really take into account the spiritual aspect that comes into most of the challenges we face in our day-to-day lives, and we do try to incorporate that into the therapy that we provide. We also recognize that therapy sometimes is out of the reach for many because of financial reasons. So we do offer our services on a sliding scale based upon income. And for those of you who do have access to insurance plans through work or through private industry, you also can claim our services through that as well. So as I said, if you want more information about our counseling services or to listen to past radio broadcasts, we encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com or to give us a call at any time at 613-699-1677. How did I do, Michael? That's great, No Melissa. pressure, eh? Impressed. It's almost sort of as if you were reading something here word for <laughs> I've word. I've heard it a like few times, right? <laughs> everything is perfect. So today we're going to be talking about codependency and in, in some way, I think I have become dependent on you for this show. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. So maybe this show is for us. And so we want to talk about codependency. But before we go into that today, we, I want, also wanted to mention about the upcoming retreat that we will be having on June 9 to 11. This is an emotional healing retreat that will be happening at the Providence Point in Providence Point Retreat Center in Lanark. Lanark is just about half hour to 45 minutes from downtown Ottawa. So it's a nice uh, place beside a lake and it, it it's a very, very good setting. And as I said before in the last show, that this is a, this is a time for rest, restoration and renewal. And so if you are going, if you have gone through things in your life, in your past that you feel that you need to be recovered from, this, this retreat is, a, is an excellent opportunity. 
Mm-hmm. And as we've said in the past, though the focus will be on emotional healing at this retreat and uh, getting to hopefully some of those issues maybe that you've had challenges overcoming up to this point, there also will be the opportunity for potentially physical healing as well once the emotional issues are dealt with. Yes, the, the physical is tied to the, the, to, the, to the emotions. And so someone who is stressed develops tension in different parts of their body. And then this can lead to muscle pain. As you remain stressed for a long period of time, it can also take resources away from other parts of your body. Uh, so where, for example, your digestive system during stress doesn't function as well as it does when you're in a relaxed state. And so people who carry stress for a long period of time for, for years end up having a lot of uh digestive problems, stomach ailments, muscle problems, joints problems. And so a retreat like this is, is, is it's a way of just relaxing, restoring, getting, getting a, a new start and dealing with some of the, the, the factors, the emotional factors that are often behind stress responses. So if you want to join us on the weekend of June 9th to 11th at Providence Point Retreat Center, we encourage you to check out our website and to register there. All the information to um, register you can find on our webpage at elamcounselingministry.com or again, give us a call at 613-699-1677. We've said many times in the past, space is limited and it's already beginning to fill up. So if this is something you feel you want to attend, please give us a call soon so we can get your name on the list. So Michael, you've already said we're a bit codependent on each other. And so we're going to be looking at that issue of codependency, but specifically as it relates to being a spouse. So in that case, we do not have that in common. Absolutely. We're not married. Just want to make that <laughs> No, exactly. We're not a, a, an unhealthy couple. We're codependent radio hosts. But in terms of codependency as it relates to a, a spousal relationship, what do we mean by codependency? I've come up with a definition here, and I, I think it sort of captures some of the things that I see in in unhealthy relationships in which there is codependency. So I define codependency as a, an unhealthy attachment to a relationship for the purpose of obtaining control, love, respect, or care. So let me say that none of these things that I have mentioned is necessarily bad. A degree of control is good. To be loved is good. To have respect in a relationship is good. To care, to, to be wanted to, to be cared for is good. But the word there, unhealthy, attachment to a relationship for that purpose is what makes codependency wrong. And so what I find is that when a people in spousal relationship become codependent on the other person, it becomes very destructive for one or for both partners. Now, in the word codependency first started in the 1970s, and it came out of uh, the drug, drug addiction treatment in which they found out that people who are drug addicts were often being enabled by uh, members of their families, like members of their families would be uh, giving them money, subsidizing their drug habits by uh, taking care of them and not allowing them to really see the consequence of their action. And so the term codependency was born because the, the family members who were helping or, or, 
are wanting to help was actually acting in a way that there was this this unhealthy dependency that was created between between the addict and the family members. So that term has now evolved and is now being used to describe unhealthy attachment in spousal relationship as well. So one example of an unhealthy attachment in a spousal relationship that does not involve addiction could be where one spouse is totally driven for success to the point where he or she is now very absent from the fa- from the the family and from the affairs of the family and is now sacrificed children's birthdays sacrifice other important events and the other spouse as sort of made excuses or allowed enabled that behavior of that person to continue instead of speaking up for for for, for their need to, to, to be loved and to be cared for. And so people who are codependent often have inse- the other part, the, the person who is codependent often has insecurities in their own life that makes them passive or unable to speak up for the, 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 the needs that are not being met in the relationship. So, so in that example that I have just given, if that person feels, well, I am, I, I am in a relationship where my partner is absent, instead of speaking up and saying, you know what, I can't be in this relationship, it, it, it's not working, I feel unloved, I feel as if you are not there when we need you as a family, the codependent spouse may actually be so much in need of attachment to that person that they remain very clingy and they work even harder, they love even more, they sacrifice themselves even more as a way of trying to get the love and attention and respect that they need from the other person, but to no avail because those kind of actions alone will not bring that person to a point where they change their behavior. In the same way that giving a drug addict money to pay for their rent or to subsidize the, the, the other parts of their life that the drug money's been used for doesn't bring them to a place where they're going to change their actions. And it's and so that's a great sort of today type of example. It's interesting that you say that this term was only coined in the 1970s because you've actually been able to identify an example of this type of relationship all the way back in Bible times all the way back in Genesis even, so literally at the beginning, right? Yes, yes. Um, where we see this in the story of Leah. Yes, in, in Genesis 30, we have this good example of codependency, and it's it's the relationship between uh, Jacob and Leah. And we are told in verse, verse 30 of Genesis 29 that Jacob made love to Rachel also, and his love for Rachel was greater than his love for Leah. So I think that is a perfect example of how codependency comes about. So if you think about the relationship between Leah and Jacob, Leah wants to be loved. Leah wants to be the priority in Jacob's life. But the problem is that there is a triangulation that's taking place. Now there is also Rachel. And now Leah is realizing that her needs are not being met. So 
because there is a third party, there is Rachel. Now, in today's society, we do, this doesn't necessarily have to take place in terms of polygamy, but Rachel could represent a career. Rachel could represent a, a, a pastime, a hobby that someone is overly involved with. Rachel could also represent extended family members that's now triangulated with the marital relationship and is taken away from the time uh, that the, the couple need to spend together. So Rachel is now, Leah is, has now become codependent on Jacob. She wants to have that respect, that love, that care, and she's she's struggling to be loved. And this 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 is painted very very powerfully for us in in the in the verses ahead. So we read, for example, in the in verse thirty two that it says. Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Reuben, for she said, It is because the Lord has seen my misery. Surely my husband will love me now. So we have this codependent relationship taking place where Leah's needs are not being met. And she's trying to earn that love. So she... she gives birth to a son, and she's saying, yes, this is going to make him love me. Now, there is no dialogue. There's just an action. And this takes me to my next point, because in codependent relationship, we have what is known as passive codependence. And Leah would come across as a passive codependent. In other words, this person is not speaking up for what's wrong about the relationship. They're not speaking up about their, their needs that are not being met but they're acting, they're giving of themselves like Leah. She became pregnant. So people who are passive codependents, they will give financially. They, they will give of their time. They will cook wonderful meals. They, they will sacrifice everything in, in, in attempt to be loved by the by their, by their partner, by, their, by their, the husband or wife. But in time, they will begin to feel that misery that Leah talks about because the actions themselves cannot, doing more, cannot bring that person to understand the needs that you have. It takes dialogue. And this is what is missing in this story. So you mentioned there's a passive type of codependency. Are there other types of codependency that we see? Yes, the other type of codependency is the opposite. Like right? We have active codependence, and active codependence would not be like Leah. So Leah is an example of the passive codependent where she's hurting, and she's doing in order to have her needs been met. The active codependent is the one who will confront the issue and say, my needs are not being met. But they do nothing about it. They will speak up, and they will sometimes cry, or they will go away for a couple of days out of misery and frustration. But because they're codependent, they go right back into the unhealthy relationship, and they're not able to set that proper boundary in place where they can say, I will not live with this kind with 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 this kind of dysfunction. So an example of that could be a spouse who is alcoholic or a spouse who is gambling uh, away the family's income 
and the codependent might always always active codependent might be very vocal that it's wrong but at the same time that person might be bailing out the other person out of debt by giving money when they get themselves into trouble when there's financial trouble instead of drawing clear boundaries to say I'm not going to continue to be in a relationship where this kind of thing is taking place. So are there similar con- uh, consequences to each type of codependency? Like what is the end result of being in this type of relationship for the person who is codependent? Like what was the effect for Leah probably? Well, you you can hear her pain in in that story. So if you if you look at the rest of the story you can see that she didn't only bear one son, but the Bible tells us that she she gave birth to other sons as well. And I think, if my memory is correct, she had up to six sons. She kept giving birth, one birth after the other, in the hope that she would be loved. And then in, 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 in verse 34, it says, and she conceived, and when she gave birth to a son, she said, Now at last my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. So she named him Levi. So the, the problem with codependency is that it doesn't work. So if you think that you're in a, a relationship with someone and just by continuing to give more and more of your your love, more and more of your attention, more of and more of your finances. Just like Leah, you're going to come to a place where you realize, I am giving, and I'm doing, but nothing is changing. So, is there, as you describe that, it's interesting because I think of some of the biblical teaching that we get sometimes that you need to be submissive or forgiving or patient and compassionate, all good things, but like many good things, too much of a good thing is a bad thing. But does this make, in some ways, in the Christian context, people more prone to being codependent? Or does it make us view codependency maybe in a different way that we don't recognize it right away? Do you see that in your practice? Absolutely. I think there is this tendency in the Christian circles to, to spiritualize codependency. So someone who is very passive and very insecure will gravitate towards scriptures like wives submit to your husband as a way of justifying doing nothing in the relationship. So in other words, submission takes on this shade of unhealthiness where it means I'm going to allow my husband to do anything, including leading me to the pits of hell if he wants to. Whatever he wants to do, I'm going to do it in this attempt to, to get him to love me. A sad story of one woman who told that her husband wanted her to engage in in what is commonly known as, as a threesome, and she wouldn't do it. But then she, she felt that if I only did that for him, he would love me. And so she ended up engaging in this sinful sexual act, and he ended up leaving her anyhow. And so it, it, it's very... Uh, sad that like Leah, there are many people who are using this submission piece where they're saying, I just need to try to please 
my my husband a lot of women use that submission as a way of saying you know i should submit so even if he wants to leave a perfectly good church because he's self-centered and narcissistic and he is taking the family along a path because he just doesn't want to have any godly correction or any godly influence over his life i'm just going to go with him because the bible says i should submit if he wants to run the family into death, I will, I'm, I'm just going to go with him because the Bible said I have to submit. If he neglects the children and even lead the children along sinful path, there are people who submit in those kind of relationships because they're using the submission, wives submit, as a way of justifying the lack of intestinal fortitude to stand up and to say, I will not allow this kind of dysfunction in my household. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. We're on each week at 9.30 on Monday mornings. If you've missed the first part of the show, we encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. While you're there, we encourage you to check out our past radio shows as well, as well as the multitude of resources we have about mental health and relationship topics. If you prefer, you can also give us a call at 613-699-1677. This week, we are talking about codependent spouses, and we just finished talking about how this can show up in the context of Christian relationships. And you gave a lot of good examples there, Michael. So I'm wondering if someone out there is listening and some of the points you were hitting on were really resonating with them and they're saying, I've been doing that. I've been I, I see myself in this. What can they do to stop this cycle of codependency within their relationship? Well, I think that the first thing to do is to realize that the Bible doesn't call you to condone sinful actions and that words, scriptures that call you to submit doesn't mean that you're going to just go along blindly with a husband that is leading you along a path that is definitely taking you away from your Christian roots or leading your family down a destructive pathway. Uh, secondly, uh, scriptures that talks about forgiveness, there are some males who are in relationship with narcissistic uh, female partners that are leading them in, in along very sinful paths as well and is wreaking havoc in the family system. And these Christian men will, because of their insecurity and being passive, will use the, I just need to forgive. You know, the Bible says forgive 70 times 7, and they will use that as a way of justifying, allowing the dysfunction to continue. So I would say, Melissa, to people who are in that situation, to, allow, to, to, to say that God is not calling you to passivity. He's not calling you to be a doormat. He's not calling you to allow someone to take you along sinful paths in the name, in, in the name of any biblical scripture or in, 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 in because of any misrepresentation of what the Bible says. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. And I think we have a very good principle that is laid out in Matthew 18 where we are told that if you are in such a, such a relationship with someone and you realize that there is a problem, you should first 
have a dialogue with the person. So in other words, don't use the passive codependent approach that Leah used in Genesis 29 where she's just, you know, I'm going to have more children un until he likes me because it doesn't work. Have a dialogue. We are told to do that in Matthew 18. And then if that doesn't work, we are told that we now bring two or three witnesses into the picture. Now, it's, it, people who are, who are in codependent relationship, the other spouse is usually very self-centered and narcissistic. So don't be surprised if you say, you know, I want to us to talk with someone, a third party, or I want us to, to talk to a couple of our, our friends who are, who are very mature Christian. Don't be surprised that your partner is going to say, no, we don't want to bring anyone in this relationship. We don't want to talk to anyone about our private affairs because they don't want to be challenged. They don't want to have anyone to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. But the Matthew 18 principle tells us that we are to bring two or three witnesses to look at the situation so that the matters might be the matters might be sorted out in the presence of two or three witnesses. And then the Bible even goes further than that to say that if the person who is overtaken in this fall still refuse to make amends, still refuse to turn from their sinful ways, that we should treat that person as we would a, a heathen. And I'm thinking as as you've talked there, that's for, so for the person who's in the relationship and recognizing that within themselves, what if you're a friend or a family member on the outside watching this kind of dynamic go on? What should that person do? Should they do anything? Well, I think it's all, it, uh, family members on the outside often find it very difficult in those kind of situations because it's not that family members are not speaking up. A lot of the situations that I see uh, when the codependents finally come in, they, they will say, oh, my families and friends have been telling me for years that this is a dysfunctional relationship, but I just kept making excuse after excuse for my partner. And so that's part of the enabling behavior, like similar to people who are with addicts where they will excuse the addict's behavior and they will buy clothes for the addicts and food for the addicts while they are using their own money to, to, to buy drugs. People who are in this kind of relationship in a Christian circle make excuses. Oh, he's a young believer or, oh, you know, he is, is just working too hard or whatever excuse they come up with. Right, he had a hard childhood, and so they made all of all of these excuses. So people on the outside are often already telling them, or have been saying for years, that the relationship is not right. But it's not after it's not until things hit rock bottom that many of these uh, people who are, who are at the receiving end in the receiving end in a codependent relationship finally decide that it's time, it's now that I need to get help. So what's your final message for someone who may be in a relationship like this? My final message would be that don't allow your fear to stop you from reaching out because a lot of time people are in this relationship, they're afraid. And they're afraid not only, uh, not, not necessarily of physical violence, but they're afraid of not being loved. They're afraid that if I were to reach out and tell someone else what my family life is like, is, is, family life is like that my partner will probably leave me. But don't let that fear stop you from doing what is right 
and what's godly. So Melissa, I see that we are out of time for today. So in, in, in closing, if you would like to find out more about what to do in this situation, give us a call at 613-699-1677 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. It's great joining you in studio today, Michael. It was a pleasure, Melissa. And I'd also like to remind our listeners of the healing retreat that we'll be having on the 9th to the 11th of June. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.